Blog Talk Radio. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to need two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Too much though, but I, I love you. You 
feeling nothing for me, though. But whatever. But it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like you know, I saw said, no, so let me resign to it. It's some different stuff here. You know what I mean? This ain't nothing I'm used to. It's done. I think she's in Atlanta, so local, so could good work for the show as well. So I reached out to her about it. And Dr. Vanessa Surrogate, which I was shocked. I'm like, man, that's that's different stuff there. And I met her. You know, we went to a nice little spot, talked, and I see it. She 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 carrying them th- she carrying them twins though she do she doing she doing it big now I think she's twenty <laughs> weeks now uh, she, yeah. she got there that, she got there that path of rock going with her popping out of her like <laughs> moving on her <laughs> but we gonna talk about her surrogacy because that was it was like man that's different so she's a surrogate mom carrying carrying t- two twins you know so I want her to talk about the process how she got into it so. I it, it's on you. I kind of explained it to you. I, I explained pretty good how we came together because you know I don't want to mess nothing up and tell somebody no, no, no lies here, you know. No, this, <laughs> no, you're good. That was perfect. Um, so, uh, like Jara said, I am a surrogate. I'm a gestational surrogate. So, uh, I kind of talked to him a little bit about what a surrogate is, what the process is, why I chose to do it, and then some most common questions. So. I'll start with what is a surrogate, right? So a surrogate is a person that, a woman, right, that carries a pregnancy for another person. That's as simple as it gets. Now, you have different types of surrogates. The fundamental types are traditional surrogates, and then you have a gestational surrogate, which I am a gestational surrogate. So the traditional surrogate is a woman, a mother, who carries the embryos, the babies, with her eggs. So they have the sperm uh, from the intended parents, or maybe it's a donor, depending on the couple and or person that you're working with, right? Because you have different dynamics these days. You've got a, a woman who may want a child on her own without a partner. You've got a man with the same desire. You can have a man and a woman where either the woman is infertile or the male is infertile, or you can have two dads or you have two moms. So there's, we're diverse in this process of surrogacy. And so when you're looking at a traditional surrogate, the woman that's carrying the baby or babies will have her own surrogacy. Um, my alarm is going off. Hold on just a second. See, we're live here, people. This is live radio. <laughs> Can you hear the alarm going off, though? <laughs> a little bit, but it's all good okay. here. We've had, we've had fire alarms go off around here. We have smoke detectors go off before, so it's all good. We've heard it all here. I love it. Okay, so I got the alarm turned off. Now, this is me just staying on time, right, because part of me, you know, being a mom of myself and then also being an entrepreneur, which, you know, a short version is a mompreneur, is making sure that I set my alarm. So this is my alarm to start our, our other segments. I've all done about that. So getting back to what we were talking about, the, the traditional surrogate is the egg donor, okay? Now, in my case, I'm a gestational surrogate. So when I uh, came into this process, I knew that I wanted to be a gestational surrogate. And what that means is, I have no relation to the child. I'm not an egg donor. The, the, the child and her children are not biologically nor genetically related to me. I am responsible for just carrying the embryos, 
that then develop into fetus and then um, present at baby, uh, present as babies. So, as far as what my process looks like, uh, we could talk a little bit about that. As, as I've mentioned with you, Jr., I'm quite transparent. Uh, if there's things that I can't talk about, then you know I'll choose to move forward. But I will share that the reason why I wanted to be a surrogate was because when I was a teenager, I got pregnant and I had an abortion and it did not sit well with me at all. It wasn't my choice to begin with. Um, like I said, I was a teenager, so it was, I, I, I didn't approve of the decision rather. Gotcha. So I think I probably had a choice, but so let me change my words a little bit. And so I had the, the, the abortion procedure was successful without complication. Okay. However, psychologically, emotionally, it just was heavy for me to be able to take humanity away and not, you know, have peace with that. And so I understand that different people have reasons for making those types of decisions. Honestly, I just shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place, right? I can't necessarily say I would regret it or I would change or whatever. It's just kind of like just don't put yourself in a situation and then you won't have to make the decision. So fast forward, it continued to be heavy on my heart. And when I did some research, really around the time a little bit after I had my son, he's 11 at this point, I came across the surrogacy, and I was like, wow. Okay, the concept sounds pretty cool because I took away from humanity, and so I want to be able to give back to humanity. I can do it in this way. And so as I started to do my research on the process, I wanted to make sure that I was comfortable with it, uh, with the decision, and I wanted to make sure that it was a a part of my healing process. So the healing process is definitely multidimensional. And this is this is one of the one of the ways to create healing from my childhood. Uh, so what I did was I reached out to a, a surrogate agency. When the time came, which the perfect timing was at the top of last year, I think I shared with you I was going through a divorce from a ten year marriage. Marriage was very abusive and distracted, and so my husband at the time was not okay with me going through the surrogacy process, which I found with a lot of men. They're like, I don't know if I'd be okay if my wife did that, which, hey, it's it's really just feedback. I, I don't take it in a good way or a bad way. You know, each relationship is different, and, and they take ownership of that. But uh, my husband at the time was no different, um, and in fact, he was like, you're not having a baby by somebody else. And so for me, it didn't really sit well, but I knew in my spirit, I was like, I'm meant to do this. I was like, I don't know when, but I'm meant to do this. So at the top of last year, 2017, uh, in January, uh, we filed for divorce and I immediately applied to a surrogate agency and it was accepted, was matched. It was from the start, a beautiful process. And what I mean by that is, you know, they're invasive with, it's like buying a house. They're invasive with, like, medical evaluations, psychological evaluation. Wow. You got to go and um, provide your burning records for your children. And that in and of itself was, like, pulling teeth only because my son was 11. And legally, the uh, medical field 
you only have to reserve records for 10 years. So I literally was shy of 10 years by like three months. It's crazy. So the agency was still okay. I gave them my daughter's records, which she's seven. And then from there, because the agency was stationed in LA and I'm in Atlanta, they flew me out to LA, did the medical eval, did all the screening. I just submitted all these papers. And from there, I was matched. Um, because basically they want to make sure that like your healthy body, you know, to hold babies. And so it's very, it's that's not a complicated process, but it's very complex. Let's use that word. Very complex. Sounds In detail, like which I appreciated. Oh, yes. And so now that process probably was about three months. So we're looking at March of last year. I was linked with uh, a couple, uh, two males, and immediately we click immediately we click and uh one of them is an artist which i love performing arts anyways um and so we clicked on that level and we shared different stories and they were very supportive of what i did and who i am and the space that i was carrying at that time and why i wanted to go through the process i mean it was very just safe for me it felt right and what the next step was basically we get to choose each other you can say yay or nay and we both immediately contacted the agency we're like yes this is a go now at that time in march i was under contract for a couple shows that i was doing had some independent contracting stuff that i was doing and a lot of traveling during summer months with family and just um vacation and so i didn't know this at the time but after we decided to move forward, uh, we went through legal, which is contract signing. Uh, I think they flew me out again to L.A. to do another medical evaluation, basically saying, okay, hey, uh, you need to take hormone therapy. This is what this is going to look like. You know, do ultrasound, make sure that your reproductive uh, system is a go and you know just basically transitioning into preparing my body for embryos to be transferred yeah. and so I, I remember hmm? I'm wow I'm just amazed yes <laughs> it's a lot and so I remember being on a call with some other surrogates and uh, one of the surrogates was dropped from their match that's what they call that just using the words that they call it and so the reason why she was dropped was because, it, it, I mean, it just wasn't a good fit. We didn't dive deep into it. But later I found out, I was like, you know what? They waited for me. My intended parents, the, the parents that are, um, or the, excuse me, the couple that's, you know, intending to be parents, intended parents, waited for me. There's couples and there's individuals that don't wait for service. They're like, I want one now. Uh, and so if you're not going to do it right now, then we're going to move on to the next one. And, or there, there would be intended parents that are very, uh, protective over what the surrogate eats, what the surrogate does, you know, what's the lifestyle. They want to talk to you like every other day. And I'm like, Whoa, my people are not that way. They are like, we trust you. We know that you're into health and wellness. They fully trust me a hundred percent. And they're not. Um, invasive at all, very respectful. And so I realized, I'm like, you know what, God, you are all through this because I wanted to make sure that this process was 
uh, as smooth as possible, right? There's going to be hiccups that come through the process, but also that I have people who are in my corner that understand that, hey, I'm trying to make sure that I am still present with my kids and I'm still present with my clients, that I'm still able to live a regular lifestyle without it being so invasive. And so I share that with you um, kind of as a preview because it gets deeper than that. But I share that with you in the audience because surrogacy is not just, oh, let me carry the baby for nine months, you pop it out, and you give it away. It is very, it's a very intimate process. And those who have been curious about it, whether they've been curious just out of curiosity or curious as far as moving forward to do something like that or to have a surrogate, it's important to be able to understand as much as you can uh, without the experience, but understand the process that goes into this whole journey. It's different for everyone. Like you said, I am carrying twins. I'm five months pregnant, uh, but I'm carrying as if I'm six and a half months pregnant. So that's taxing on my body. I've already had three pregnancies. We talked about that first one was abortion. Uh, and the second two are live births, right? I have a seven-year-old and 11-year-old. So I'm, I'm in my fourth pregnancy and my body knows single babies. Nobody is not that way. Yeah, like, so I, you know, I, <laughs> like, I was shocked. I'm like, man, like, you know, like, you kind of big for five months. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like, like, man. But I get that you carrying twins with all different ball games. You got two rather than one. So I'm pretty assuming that means, like, more appointments, more ultrasounds, more all that stuff, right? Well, uh, it does for twins. As you start to get into your last month, uh, really last kind of six weeks, you start to see your OB uh, a lot more frequently, but they take more precaution. I would say the difference between a singleton and multiples is that they take more precaution with me being considered high-risk pregnancy just simply because I'm carrying two, not because of my health or the health of the, the babies or anything like that, but, you know, Twins are known, not always, but are known to come earlier than their quote-unquote due date. Uh, and I've been thankful enough to locate a OBGYN who is brilliant in doing a vaginal delivery for multiples. Now, I understand that you're a guy. You probably don't know how that goes. But I will share with you that usually uh, when you have, when you're pregnant with multiples in the medical field, majority of medical professionals will, who are OBGYNs who deliver babies, or OBs who deliver babies, they go straight towards C-section, which they cut underneath the belly to get the babies out um, swiftly. My doctor, on the other hand, is world-renowned. Women come from out of town just to see him, because there are appointments right now are every four weeks. So I can see somebody coming out of town. They're just driving in for the for the week, you know, for the day. Uh, but he is adamant about wanting to express health and wellness first rather than being invasive, which, I mean, if you're cutting into someone's abs, I'd say that's a little invasive. So I, had, so I had vaginal deliveries with both of my children, and I was very clear about wanting to make sure that I was working with someone that understood that that is my first go-to and that they were aligned with that. 
But if we need to do an emergency C-section for the life of the baby, I'm totally okay with that. So, yeah, it, there's a lot that goes into <laughs> surrogacy yeah. that people just don't, they don't know. And I am hearing bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I, I said now, do you feel like you're fuller? I don't know. I, I, I that you out, out of room already <laughs> in, in, your, in your uterus, or do you feel like you, you just pretty much gonna be expanding, expanding? But do you feel like you got room to grow, or do you feel like you're out of room already? Well, that's actually a really good question because I was talking to my patient today, and I was like, I feel like I'm being stressed out. I was like, you know how you eat like an amazing meal and it's usually like what Thanksgiving or Christmas where you just chow it down with no restrictions and you sit back and you're like, Whoa, like your belly is as full as it's going to be. That is the sensation that I feel when babies are growing. So they've had a growth spurt probably three or four weeks ago where it was actually shortly uh, after yeah, after my room trip. So after I saw you, we met for lunch. I had grown. Before I was smaller, but they went through a growth spurt. And now, maybe about three or four days ago, once they started kicking, now they ex- I feel them expanding. Like, I feel my stomach expanding. So is there room to grow? Yes. But I also feel the expansion when it's happening. So we'll see. I think every woman carries differently. I will share this part. Uh, because this is my fourth pregnancy, usually as you start to have more pregnancies, the woman shows quicker. So with my son, I didn't really show until I was maybe in my second trimester. So second trimester is about 28 weeks. Uh, But with my daughter, I was like two months and I had a little pooch. And I was, you know, lean and fit. So with this pregnancy, I probably showed around the same time too, but then obviously there's two in there. So there's room to grow. We will be positive in our uh, outlook as far as making sure that there continues to be room to grow so that way I can stay active and not uh, have to be put on bed rest or anything like that. So we'll see. We'll see. If you put on bed rest, I'll be more than happy to help you out. (laughs) Oh, I appreciate that. I'm going to call on you if it happens. (laughs) I'll be more... I'll be more happy to listen to be your support that you vent to me or whatever it may be. I appreciate that. I don't mind being, because see, I understand you're doing God's work, so I don't mind being your legs because I know oh. you, got, <laughs> you, you got some cooking for real. Like, you really got some cooking. They are cooking. And I tell you, we were, when we ate lunch, we got down, man. It was, it was. Listen, I don't play about food. Now, I already don't play about that. food like, you, when I'm you, not pregnant. You were hitting it. You were hitting it. It was good food, though. Like, do you agree? Like, it was a, it was, I, awesome. it was good food. And you hang it around with awesome. them. I, 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 I'll have you thick. I have, I have you thicker than you want to be hanging around. Okay, me. no, we can't do that. So we got to stay on track. Now we got a, a pound, <laughs> a pound a week. That's all I got. So I can't be fooling around with you, gaining fifteen pounds in one week. We can't do that. <laughs> Cause I eat out like twice a day. I'm sorry, I do. But, no, it's okay. But I can't. I can't be getting thick with you. I can't do it. So that's why <laughs> I live in the city. Like once a week around me, maybe or twice a week. Because if you around me every day, you you be like, man, what happened to me, man? Look, yeah, there's a whole other body. Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> we don't want to be slow. <laughs> Not this round. We don't want to be slow. Uh-uh. I feel you. So let me ask this though. Yeah. Now. Do you or 
period now, do, do you feel like you'll feel like an empty feeling once you give the babies to the intended parents or because you feel like a connection to, to the babies because they're all going inside you. You feel all their first movements, all this good stuff. So mm-hmm. do you feel emotionally attached to them or it's more so you're doing a good deed and it's like more so business? It's more the latter. And the reason why is because, and I get this question a lot, when I chose to go through an agency, that that decision was uh, intentional, it was calculated, it was analyzed, because there is a level of disconnect that I'm able to have. Now, mind you, I'm very connected to the parents now. However, it's different when you do this deed for a friend or someone that you already have an attachment with, because after the babies are born, you know, I would want to know how are they doing every day, send me pictures, do this, do that. Like, I, I think that I would be a little overbearing. Uh, and that's how I, I don't want to say I'm overbearing in my, in my friendships, but I, the circle that I keep is very intimate because, you know, I don't keep a lot of people near and dear to me. And so if I were to ever do that for someone, that would be, if you were a little too intimate, right, I would be coming invasive in that process. And so the reason why I decided to go with the agency was because I knew there would be rules in a place that would be honored. You'd have negotiation, which is going through the contract signing. Uh, everybody would be on the same page. We follow the rules and we move forward. And that's usually how my brain kind of is built and is operating. I'm like, I know my rules. I stay within the parameters. I know my job. And that's essentially kind of what it is. It's a, it's a it's a job. It's kind of a contracted job, right? And so I have the connection with the, with the twins. I do. I feel them kicking. I feel them moving. I feel them growing. I see them on the ultrasound. You know, they're with me all the time, right? But that is the season that I'm in right now. And when that season transitions out, i.e. labor and delivery, and it's time to say goodbye, we have our time designated to say goodbye, and we'll stay in touch with each other. But at the end of the day, I've done what I wanted to do and desired to do. That is my journey, right? Creating life and giving back to humanity, back to what I was saying in the beginning of the segment. But I feel like I took from humanity. I could have probably gone through that pregnancy and maybe gave the baby up for adoption. I probably maybe wouldn't have just the way that I'm built and would have kept the baby. But that's not the conversation that we're having right now, right? We're talking about someone who's had an abortion. And so that is me taking humanity. And so for me, I've got a boy, I've got a girl. Eventually down the line, I'll probably engage in another romantic relationship, get married and maybe have more kids if that is what is purpose for me. But right now in this stage in my life, I don't want any kids. So I know that I don't want any babies. I don't want the, the, the 3 a.m. wake-up calls and the breastfeeding and the, the temper tantrums. I don't want all of that. My kids are in a stage where we can really communicate as little humans um, trying to right. figure out how to, you know, build um, a bond together. And so because I don't share that space, uh, emotionally and intellectually, it makes the transition a little bit better. Uh, again, being a gestational surrogate, that changes things too. Because if I was a traditional, just for me, I speak for myself, I wouldn't feel comfortable with, with my DNA going home with someone else and I don't get to see them. 
But because I'm not biologically nor genetically related to these babies, that also brings a level of healthy disconnection. So I, I, I've been very perfect in the decisions that I've made and the position that I'm in, that I'm in. And as far as being prepared for postpartum, right, the process of giving up the babies to their, or give, not giving up, but really giving the babies to their intended parents, um, and what that looks like for me to be without the baby, because my body's been preparing for babies. So it's kind of like, okay, the body's kind of like, okay, but you don't have any babies, but we still have, you know. All the after effects. All the after Thank you. All the after effects. Uh, the agency has put in services for support. Um, I have a really good support system already. But then in addition to that, I'm surrendering to the process. That's the best part is not wanting to control the process. Oh, I'm going to be better. I'm going to snatch back and everything will be fine. Better. And you don't have to think about the kids, honoring how they feel because they're, they're, you know, going through this process with me. They've had a year. And like I said, I started this journey a year ago. They've had a year to process, hey, mommy's going to have some babies for another family. The babies won't stay with us. But still, there's newness there. It's just different. So with me being able to, to acknowledge the fact that I may or may not be in a space where my postpartum experience um, can change um, from what I think it would be, which is closure, um, and then working on, you know, getting my body rehabbed and, you know, healing, that that allows me to not be so overwhelmed when the postpartum experience comes, right? So that's kind of where we're at. At this point, if it changes, I'll let you know. But right now, I'm good. No attachment, and, and we're good. Hey, for a man of your pregnancy and after, you know, I'm going to be there for you. I can see you need to talk to, you need somebody. Because, see, I have a little licensed massage therapy that I know about. I can help you out a little bit on my end. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got a little, I got a little, see, I got a little something in that field, too, from back in my days in Tennessee. So, I can oh, help okay. you. I can help you. You know, because, you know, I, I've helped out my, my my friend who comes on before you. <laughs> she, she'll tell you he helped me out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate the support. I've got a, I've got a massage therapist that does, um, he does some reflexology and some interview work on me that balances me. But I tell you, if he is not available, you'll be the next person that I call. I'm yeah, make sure kid. I'm in town. You know how I travel. <laughs> you do that. You do do that. Hey, yes, hey you got your brand. It comes with the territory. You got to build your brand. You got there right. So I yes. can tell you what, it, this has been a great conversation because, like I said, a lot of people not, have not heard this before on radio like this. And, you know, hearing from a black woman who, who can relate to that's some of my our listeners out here. So it's good that you're doing this for, the, for these intended parents, helping them out, because it takes a special person to do that, and I'm glad that you're doing it. Share the story here with us on the Boss Man Show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And we'll look forward to doing it again next week with you, with, with what you got for it next week. So, folks, that was Dr. Burnett, Boss Man. We're out. <laughs>
all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guides you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.